But siyata dishmaya, let's continue now with the profound here uh, lessons that we're learning. Know it's God's plan from uh, the Ramchal, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzato Abe Shalom, who gave us this beautiful work of Das Tevunot. And so now let's continue and uh, let's go into an introduction here. We're going into the, the next um, lessons and conversation between the rabbi and the student about God's oneness. And so... Here we're going to see that the student finds it difficult to understand properly some of the basic principles of the Jewish faith. And although he has no doubt that they are true, they are, number one, God's direction of everything that happens in the world. Number two, the reward and punishment of the wicked and the righteous. Number three, the coming of Mashiach. And number four, the resurrection of the dead. So the contradictory events of the world history often seem unjust and prevent the student from understanding how divine justice works and how God guides the world. And the rabbi tells him that it's not a simple matter to understand these things properly. The student, however, answers that he will be satisfied with a general understanding of the basic principles. So here, since God is the ultimate good, he wanted to bestow the greatest possible good to on man. And therefore, he created him imperfect with the task of perfecting himself in the world. And in this way, he would not be embarrassed to receive his reward since he would be able to earn it for himself. So in order to understand what this involves, we have to know what perfection is and what imperfection is. And perfection is defined as closeness to God. And imperfection is defined as anything that distances us from God, from him. In order to bring about a world of imperfection, God held back his infinite and perfect essence. In this way, he created our limited and finite world. So now let's continue here with the conversation of the student and the rabbi. So the student now says, now let me hear the important principle you just mentioned. And rabbi says, now that we know that man was created incomplete, we need to understand from where he derives the ability to perfect himself. However, you must realize that we are about to enter into a vast sea of ideas. We will need to master many complex concepts before we can complete our task. You will need great patience until you are able to understand everything correctly. To acquire wisdom, one needs to build up concepts, one after the other, until in the end they all form part of one unified whole. All the initial explanations are only in order to attain this final understanding. The student says, please explain everything gradually and in its correct order, as you have said. I will be as patient and attentive as necessary. And so Rabbi says, the first thing you need to know is the following. Although we have stated that God wanted his creatures to experience his awesome perfection. He certainly didn't intend for them to experience his, his total perfection, which is infinite and without any limitation whatsoever. In fact, he only wanted to reveal to them a tiny part of his perfection through which they would gain their spiritual bliss. As we explained before, this limitation is obvious and essential since it's impossible for creative beings like us to grasp the infinite perfection of the creator as it says, is it possible to investigate God or to grasp his ultimate essence in, as brought down in Eov? Consequently, all we are able to grasp of God's infinite perfection is not even as much of a, as a drop in the ocean. And the student says, what you have said is obvious to any wise person. In fact, it already says, who can express awesomeness of God's deeds and recount all his praises? And the rabbi responds, now let us reflect upon the entirety of God's actions upon the world. Everything he has brought about since he placed man upon the earth 
until those future events foretold in the works of the holy prophets. We shall see that one thing becomes revealed to us with absolute clarity, God's absolute oneness. All other attributes of his infinite perfection do not become revealed to us at all. They are totally beyond our understanding. We know, for example, that he is wise, yet we are not able to grasp the death of his wisdom. We know that he has knowledge, yet we have no understanding of this knowledge. And this is what our sages meant when they said, you are wise, but your wisdom cannot be known. You have understanding, but your understanding cannot be known. And so since we are totally unable to grasp these attributes, we are forbidden to investigate them. And this prohibition is included in the statement of our rabbis. Do not search after that which is beyond your understanding and do not investigate that which is hidden from you. So similarly, they said, if your mind races to understand, return to your place. And we see that in the Sefer Yetzirah. So in contrast, God's oneness becomes revealed to us with total clarity through the entirety of the events of human history. So it flows, it follows from this that we cannot content ourselves with a passive understanding of the revelation of his oneness. Rather, we must make the knowledge of his oneness penetrate our inner being, leaving no room whatsoever for doubt. And so is a note that God set up the whole of the created universe in such a way that every element of it and everything that happens in it over the course of history should serve to reveal and clarify his oneness. And this is a central factor of existence. It follows, therefore, that we too are obliged to make it the central factor of our existence. And to continue, this is what God told Moshe to command us. You should know today and feel in your heart that God is the only power in the heavens above and on the earth below. And there's nothing, nothing besides him. We see this in Devarim. So God himself bears witness and informs us that the total revelation of his absolute oneness is what comes out of the entire process of human history. He says, now open your eyes and see that I am the only one. There is no power like me. And this verse comes after a description of all the events of world history that were destined to take place because that song of Haizinu covers the whole course of history as the simple meaning of the text declares. The song then finishes off with the words we have mentioned. Now open your eyes and see that I am the only one and there is no power like me. And the centrality of the revelation of God's oneness is clearly expressed in the words of the prophet Yeshayahu in order that you should know and believe me and understand that I am the only one. There is no power that existed before me and there will be no power after me. I alone am the eternal and I alone bring salvation. And in the next chapter we're going to see and it states, I am the first and I am the last. And besides me there is no power. And further on it states, in order that they should know from the east to the west that there was and there is no power besides me. I am God and there is no power in the world. The one who forms light and creates darkness, who makes peace and creates evil. I am God who does all these things. And the expressions in order that they should know and in order that you should know and understand suggest that God wants us to strive to attain a clear knowledge and understanding of his oneness. And the ultimate triumph that God promises to the Jewish people through his prophets is the clear revelation of his absolute oneness throughout the entire world. And this is mentioned countless of times in the words of the prophets. On that day, God alone will be exalted. God will be king over the whole world. And on that day, God will be one and his name will be one. 
And after that, I will make a change in the nations, causing them to speak one clear language. Then they will all call in the name of God and serve him as one unit. After all, the truth of God's absolute oneness is what we bear witness to every day when we say the Shema. Listen, Israel, the eternal God, the eternal is our God. The eternal is one. And so thus God's absolute oneness is the only element of his infinite perfection that actually becomes revealed to us. When we look deeply at all that has ever happened in the world, we can perceive one central underlying pattern that is leading irrevocably towards the total revelation of this truth. So Wasiata Dishmaya will continue with this conversation, Bezrat Hashem, on Thursday. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen, Ve Amen.